just making that effort to have intentional conversations with people who have a level, a higher level of trust with the mushroom and have experiences, you'll be loading your subconscious with um, an understanding that this practice has been going on for a long time. It's a very healthy practice. Uh, so that in challenging moments in the sacrament experience, those things will come to the forefront of that your mind. Doesn't take more than about six months for me to forget how wonderful the mushrooms are and to only remember how challenging they are. And so that hesitation, that approach anxiety is so common for everybody. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Whatever you do will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it. This quote from Gandhi conjures up a little bit of what it's like to prepare for communion with sacred mushrooms. It can be surprising to discover the utter uselessness of that one thing you just needed to take with you, while discovering extreme value in mundane treasures. Poetry aside, life doesn't always offer us a chance to orchestrate when and where profundity occurs. Birth, death, heartbreak, or breakthrough never negotiate the terms of their visit. Sacred mushrooms, on the other hand? What a peculiar grace that these momentous moments can be put on the calendar and prepared for. What's important to you when preparing for a trip? Sharing what you've learned in comments and reviews is a way to make a valuable contribution for all of us. You're listening to Psilocybin Says. To support it, subscribe on YouTube and podcasts, and stay connected on Instagram and TikTok. Are you ready? Are that you? does seem to be the question I've been asking myself. <laughs> well, I was going to eat mushrooms today. And yet, here we are. Here we are recording uh, a podcast, which is interesting. Um, but the reason we're recording this podcast is multifold. But I am going to have a mushroom communion tomorrow. And that... We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so it was going to be Wednesday and then it was going to be today and now it's going to be Saturday and that's all good. Sometimes mm -hmm. it happens like that and mm -hmm. that feels really right. Cool. So it got me thinking, uh, you know, am I, am I prepared? Am I ready for this? Uh, well, I want what I would like to say without trying to speak over you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the feedback. We've all got room for improvement, and uh, maybe more than most. But by delaying your trip, you're actually extending your preparation. That's something that you know, we experienced early on, taking mushrooms together, those times that we would, I mean, I experienced it personally myself before you, but you know, I know there were times that you and I would come to the threshold and then decide not to, and then come back again the next day and found out that that extra time actually, yeah, enriched that preparation period. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the main thing about the preparation for an experience is that it's 
it's more about kind of building that intention than it is necessarily about having specifics in place. Because while mm-hmm. we'll talk about some of the items and things that you might want to bring into your mushroom session, very often that shit goes out the door yeah. real yep. quick. Probably use nothing <laughs> of those things. <laughs> Throwing your eye shades like, fuck this phone. You know, seen that. Yeah. Been there, done that. Our friend and member of Sanctuary, Christina, her story is talking about throwing her crystals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She had that all. Yeah. Your, your altar may, you know, become like, uh, I don't know. It's like throwing for stones or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, so funny. But anyway, we do want to talk about, you know, the value of preparing for a psilocybin experience and what you can do to prepare yourself more for that experience. So, where do you start? Besides delaying your experience, how do you pre- <laughs> <laughs> how do you begin preparing for your experience? Oh goodness! Um, well, I feel like the number one thing that comes to mind is having community that people mm. that I can talk with and express my intentions and desire for even having. Mm-hmm. This experience. So a month ago on our private sanctuary Discord uh, server, I, well, before that, the day before that, I made the decision that I wanted to have a more deep dive mushroom communion. And I looked at my calendar because we got kids, we got to plan in advance, we got very busy schedules. So I had to like set the day aside. Mm-hmm. And I know how this goes. Like, we just touched on it gets pushed back and like there's reasons of why I shouldn't do this or, you know, I find those like barriers to entry coming up and Mm -hmm. everybody does. does. That's the thing that happens. Um, And so I knew that and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to announce this to our community. And by doing that, Within myself, there's an additional level of accountability and and support mm-hmm. that I know is there. Mm-hmm. Just by making my intention known, letting people know, I know people are going to ask me, how did it go? Like, how are you feeling about it? And it's and it, that further solidified within me over the last month that this is happening. Mm-hmm. So... That's really important, and like our community is full of people who are willing, ready, and willing to help me talk through anything I might need to talk through mm-hmm. um, and be that feedback system. So that is extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Having that in place is ideal before I just can't even can't even overstate how valuable that community is to the accountability and the safety net. I can't can't even begin to try and compare it to the other work that we've done and and how much it empowers and prepares an individual for these experiences and how much more safe you feel knowing that there are, you know, dozens, hundreds of people that are out there willing to support you Mm -hmm. if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to say, because I, I want our listeners to know this, I want our members to know this, that 
your decision to take a dose of mushrooms was because we have continued to come back to the fact that as you know, board members of a psilocybin church, that we have to be practicing what we preach. And in preparing for an experience, I implore our listeners, if you are seeking the services of someone else to be a sitter for you or to caretaker for you, make sure they're doing their own work. I'm, that is a really important part of preparing yourself for an experience that you're putting in the hands of someone else, right? And like all topics around psychedelic work, this is very nuanced. There's not just like no clear cut, this is how you do it. Because off the bat, you're, you can think, okay, am I dosing completely solo? Am I dosing with a friend? Am I dosing with a, a group of people? Am I going to a retreat or to a therapist or somewhere, someone that I have never met or don't know? And so the preparations for each of those experiences is going to look different, right? There's, there's already a host of factors involved in each decision. And so we might not be able to talk very specifically about each one um, but just understand that particularly if you are not experienced, an important part of preparing is to make sure that you are being cared for by a community or by an individual or individuals who are doing their own work. Yeah, that is really important. And you can find that out by directly asking the person about their own personal experiences and um, you'll be able to feel it um, if you feel like a sense of uncertainty about the person's response mm -hmm. then listen to that for sure yeah because that confidence going in is another important part of the preparation mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be like I've got this I'm gonna go in there and kick ass and take names kind of confidence but confidence knowing that you're taken care of you're in a safe space and that you know the medicine is trustworthy or the sacrament is you know trustworthy uh, so yeah now yeah. in in the training this is a this is a bit of a spin-off from the minister training that we've been doing um, for those of you who don't know we've been doing various forms of minister training the First entry point is our subtle sacrament minister, which is kind of our microdosing minister. The next one is the myself minister, which is really trying to help people feel confident and competent in being able to dose themselves at you know low to moderate doses, nothing crazy, uh, at least as you're working up that experience and skill set. Uh, but I've kind of broken this down into... Three main categories in terms of preparation, uh, subconscious and conscious preparation, and then material preparations. Uh, so I don't know, do you have a specific place that you'd like to start, Courtney, or what are your thoughts on, let's, let's start with subconscious and conscious. Like, how, do you, how do you view those two um, sides of preparation for the experience? Mm. Um, yeah, I'll touch on that. I just... Before we move into that, I wanted to also note that a part of that uh, having community and you touched on a space holder, um, just to clearly state that having someone, even if you don't have a sitter 
technically with you the whole time, having someone that's available on call to assist you, letting someone know that you are do that you're going into the mushroom space, someone you feel comfortable with, who you feel confident, even if they don't have any mushroom experience, to somebody, whether it's your spouse or a really good friend, um, just letting someone you feel safe with know in case you really do feel like you need to call somebody um, for some assistance. Um, so yeah, that being said, subconscious and conscious preparation. So the subconscious preparations I think of in terms of the content we are engaging with mm -hmm. throughout the day. And that comes in many forms, like the people that we're having relationships with mm -hmm. and the books <laughs> that we're reading, the TV shows, the movies that we're watching, social media, those types of things that we're engaging with on a regular basis every single day, those things are just loading our mm -hmm. subconscious mind all the time. And this is a beautiful thing about the mushroom experience is that it is so much more than the day of mm -hmm. the mushroom experience. Mm -hmm. The practice of working with mushrooms is... It starts so much longer before the day you eat mushrooms. It is about a lifestyle and like a day-to-day -day awareness mm -hmm. and conscientious practice, knowing that, okay, I'm going to eat mushrooms in a month, and the things that I'm doing today, one month from now, are going to be right mm -hmm. in front of me. I mean, I'm going to be feeling them in a way that I'm not always aware of. So that's a wonderful... Uh, opportunity to become aware of what's going on day to day for us. Yeah, very much so. You know, 95% of our lives are run by the subconscious. And we are generally, I think most of us are pretty unaware of what we're feeding into that aspect of ourselves. And, you know, even if you don't know you're going to take mushrooms in a month, you are fully bringing your personal mm -hmm. history to that experience. Yeah. It's it's impossible impossible to really fathom uh, how deep it can go and I've seen so many so many things come up for people who even just like check their phone before a mushroom trip like mm -hmm. immediately or 2 hours before a mushroom trip. I generally try to suggest, you know, people like don't even look at your phone the day of wake up maybe if you need to like send out some messages or something but even still you don't know what kind of message you're gonna get when you open your phone in the morning right it's it's kind of like i think of it in terms of like if you are going to deep clean your house if you're like okay on friday i'm gonna deep clean my house you're probably going to be in the week the week or weeks leading up to the big deep clean, you're probably going to be doing little cleans <laughs> around your house and you're probably not going to decide to like have a bunch of people over the night before your deep clean because you're just going to have to like redo a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of work and like you're going to have to clean up the mess again before you deep clean. So kind of similarly, um, checking your phone, like loading up your 
mine with things that the mushroom work is going to be like working to like clean up <laughs> right before the trip instead of hitting the more mm. deeper stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think in line with that subconscious preparation and kind of pre-cleaning are positive things that we can do. It's not just to leave things out. Mm-hmm. It's also to incorporate behaviors and activities and practices that will subconsciously prepare you as well. Meditation is great. You know, you're probably going to be sitting or laying for, you know, two to five hours or so, you know. And so preparing yourself with stillness practice, which most people just don't have in our world, can be a very powerful way to kind of acclimate yourself to that experience as it comes on and to prepare yourself subconsciously with all the thoughts that are going to come up, you know, you know. When you sit still, your mind starts racing. And it's not too dissimilar to the mushrooms. And I would say by far the most skilled first-time trippers I've ever worked with were those who had a consistent meditation practice before coming to the mushroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's there's lots of things that we can do. And even like... Courtney's saying, like, the material that you can consume in the weeks and months uh, prior to an experience is loading the subconscious or the days and hours. So you can consume positive material. You can can consume encouraging material that will help to remind you of your eternal nature or of the mysteries of existence or your own innate power, you know. We have so much more power over our everyday experience over our mushroom experiences than we tend to give ourselves credit for. Yeah, and coming back to the community aspect of this conversation, actively seeking those conversations with a community of people, um, the conversations asking asking others about their sacrament experiences Mm -hmm. if you don't have much experience or just having intentional conversations, making that effort to have intentional conversations with people who have a level, a higher level of trust with the mushroom and have experiences Mm -hmm. so that that can kind of be weaved in and you'll be loading your subconscious with um, an understanding that this practice has been going on for a long time. It's a very healthy practice uh, so that in times of challenging moments in the sacrament experience, those things will, those conversations will come to the forefront of your mind. And not even if you're minimally experienced, you know, myself, Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take more than about six months for me to forget how wonderful the mushrooms are and to only remember how challenging they are. And so that hesitation, that approach anxiety is so common for everybody that it, for me it's been really valuable to continue to hear people saying oh i did a trip yesterday it was really tough at the beginning but boy i feel better now i'm like yep that's mushrooms mm-hmm. you know it's because we are innately negatively biased because i think it's hard for us to see i've, I've related it to like boxing like you know you don't I don't I don't know who goes into who would go into an intentional boxing match and be focused on 
the prize at the end. Maybe, maybe that's what keeps them going. But like, I feel like mushrooms, it's like, all right, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. And it's so hard for me to see that on the other side of that, there's going to be relief. And so it's kind of a, it's a rewiring and retraining, <clears throat> excuse me, that really benefits from, like you're saying, feedback from other people who are also in the practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big one. The subconscious aspect of, of this. And then conscious preparation is also subconscious, right? What we're talking about here, you're consciously choosing to engage in certain materials or disengage in certain materials. And so while we're making a distinction between the two, it's a little bit murky, right? You're conscious. Sure. Everything that you are consciously engaging in is affecting your subconscious. So, uh, But then there are things like conscious preparations that we can do that are, you know, where the the outcome is more directly related to the activity, right? Mm -hmm. Like fasting. Fasting mm -hmm. is a big one for me anyway. And uh, I don't know, a lot of people resist fasting within mushroom trips. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are about fasting in preparation for a mushroom trip. Yeah, so I have done both fast and not fast, fast for a couple days, fast for just like the morning of, um, fasting all day if I'm eating mushrooms at night. So I've tried a variety of different things um, and including only eating like some fruit beforehand, like not like a legit full-on fast. And also like also shifting my diet, my nutrition, the way that I'm engaging with food in the weeks leading up to a mushroom communion. Uh, and for me, that is the most helpful and long-term impactful uh, approach when it comes to a food-related practice in mm -hmm. mushrooms. Um, having that intentional day-to-day awareness and conscientiousness like okay is this something that I want to put in my body because mm. this is something I'm going to be having a conversation with in a few weeks mm. when I eat <laughs> mushrooms it's still going to be around and is this something I want to is this going to help me in that space or is this going to be something that I'm cleaning out in a few weeks mm. if it's possible to start that process a little bit before the day of or the day before that is ideal for me personally, I feel like, and, and using that opportunity to get pretty hydrated too mm. in the weeks mm. leading up to an experience. So again, it's so that you're not focusing that precious time that you set aside that you probably won't have again for at least a few months generally. So you're not focusing on, oh my gosh, I'm so thirsty. Like my body feels so dry. Mm. And if that happens, okay, cool. Then you've been informed, like maybe it's time to take care of yourself a little bit better. And that's part of the experience oftentimes too. Uh, and day of fasting or the day before, like completely eliminating food and focusing on drinking water and herbal tea or whatever your fasting process is, mm -hmm. I do feel is very, it can be very helpful in the conscientious process, the direct conscious awareness mm -hmm. of transition 
and warming up for easing into a space where like your energy is shifting in a big way. And if you're recording a podcast, you should consciously prepare by charging batteries. We thought the batteries were charging, but they weren't actually. So if you noticed a shift in perspective here, we had to switch cameras. Anyway, uh, yes, all of that fasting is so valuable on so many levels. Um, I think, too, before we go too much farther, I, I want to say that for me, for a very long time, especially as I have been doing you know, high-dose work personally and solo, that I found it very important to remind myself throughout the day of usually. It's not doesn't usually extend prior to that, but the day of to remind myself that mushrooms are non-toxic, they will not kill you, that you are safe, that it is good for you. Because it can be really hard to remember that when you're in the midst of an ego death or dissolution, um, when you're having weird physiological stuff happen that maybe you've never experienced before. And it's 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 been really important to me, even my last dose a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I was reminding myself going in, Eric, you're safe. Eric, you're safe. Eric, you're safe. It's okay. This is going to be good for you. This is going to because it was it was coming on hard and it was um, there was quite a bit of fear there. Yeah, and this is this is a topic that comes up often in our training programs, our minister programs, the myself minister program, and the friends and family minister program, um, and also a big part of the many space holding course, the 101 space holding mini course that we include in the myself program and will be available for the public uh, soon um, is that just so you know, like here's the pharmacological mm -hmm. parts of psilocybin information about psilocybin. Here's some research to like further solidify within you. Here's our community <laughs> ministers mm -hmm. talking about their experiences sitting with people who thought they were dying and then talking about their experiences thinking they were dying and then like instilling that this is such a beneficial part of the mushroom experience is that death, that shedding process. It's you're going to make it through to the other side. Or even just the discomfort. You know, it's really, it's valuable. There's, everything that happens in the experience has so much value if we can strip it from labels, if we can not, you know, have a preconceived notion of what it is, very often we think discomfort is bad and we think that, you know, some of the symptoms that we're experiencing in a mushroom trip are bad and they're, they're really not. Um, but it takes, it takes a lot of, you know, feedback from multiple people to help that really sink in because it is so counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you haven't had much experience working out, like physically, mm. physically um, pushing your muscles to help them grow and get stronger than having a personal trainer that's got tons of experience, hopefully, uh, <laughs> 
that can say, <laughs> I know it burns like crazy, but you can keep like keep pushing through and I promise you like you'll be okay. And and they'll be able to tell you and know when it won't be okay. Mm-hmm. But having yeah, people around you that are experienced enough to know like I just you ain't gonna I, die. I, I still I still I'm like it just blows me away how valuable on on so many levels having all these different points of feedback from a community are it just mm-hmm. it just really is astounding to me and as you know as we're having this conversation we're also going to be recording um podcasts about you know in the midst of the trip things that you can do in the midst of the trip to uh, make transitions easier or to get more out of the experience to engage with certain phenomena uh, and, and we're also going to be t- doing an episode on post experience, integration, assimilation, and as we're ha- talking here, like it, the the lines blur very quickly, but the or I guess not but and that that which crosses through all phases in my mind is this is this aspect of community. You know, like when you're preparing for an experience and you're talking about how valuable that can be and you're in the midst of an experience and you need to call somebody or reach out to somebody after the experience and you're going to integrate and under, try to understand the experience. All of that is so much more effectively done within the context of community. Mm-hmm. So, And deepening that, being a part of a community where people are potentially reaching out to you mm-hmm. in the midst mm-hmm. of their mm-hmm. uh, mushroom experience can further instill like this is n- not this is a natural helpful part of this process is me like feeling potentially this way in this way in this way and instilling that like this this is this is a healthy helpful experience I'm gonna one more one more thing. I'm just gonna say because it's, <laughs> it is really like it's striking me that as you say that that we become the best students of any subject by being teachers of that subject. And so, when you're in that role of being a support to somebody else, when you're in a community where you can, you know, switch roles, become student and teacher, then. In, inevitably, you're going to become more skilled on both sides of that. So it's not it's not like I'm not trying to like sell sanctuary here. Be a part of a community. I don't really care what community it is, as long as it's safe or a psychedelic community. If we're talking about psychedelics or whatever subject matter you're really engaged in, right? Like we have multiple communities outside of sanctuary that we use as a resource for various subject matter psychedelics it's because this is so hyped up in the mental health field right now and because our mental health has not there's you know how prepared do you get for going to the doctor or even a therapist you know you just walk in and you're like i got this problem but this is something that is it, it's just so much more broad spectrum here and benefits so much more from a holistic approach yeah all right, well so, said. We'll keep talking about that in the further episodes. <laughs> that was our dog puking in the floor, just so you know. 
You know, I didn't really puke, but that's also really a part care. of preparing for a so mushroom was, experience. So, so what <laughs> Material a great way preparations to talk about <laughs> a segue. <laughs> uh, make sure your dog is set up and ready to go in a place where you feel like, all right, I'm not going to have to worry about my sweet doggy friend during Which the next six hours. Smokey is a wonderful trip dog, and his. Uh, elderly whatever that noise is that he makes yeah doesn't bother me uh so i love smoky bear and he having a dog with me tripping i have found out how incredibly valuable that is and so that is actually an intentional part of my um preparations is i want my setting to be a place where my dog is welcome mm -hmm. might not be the case for everybody but that is certainly the case for me yeah. Ooh, I've been so grateful for Smokey and Kentucky. When we had Kentucky, um, she was so wonderful to have uh, around. So yeah, just with the material preparations, there's a list of things in which you may want or think about wanting in the midst of an experience. There's like some really basic things like water um, if you haven't eaten mushrooms before, you probably don't have a concept of knowing what it's like to be a baby again <laughs> as an adult and having no idea how to like what a cup means, what water even means, knowing how to even get to the kitchen in which you walk every single day. <laughs> so having those things like right, literally like right next to you, the most important things like water, you're going to need water. You're going to need to take a drink of water, right. have it right there. Have some good, clean water. You don't have to worry about finding a cup and all the things. Mm -hmm. um, and what else? Well, it's kind of like it was at early the start. You know, there you can list all the things and then you may end up throwing them out the window as it goes on. But in order to be best prepared as possible, I like to always have pillows and a blanket, not necessarily because of getting cold. Mushrooms very often do... Um, present people with cold chills. Uh, <laughs> I will never forget the most, <laughs> such a hilarious experience watching uh, this wonderful uh, human being who I've tripped set for many times um, <laughs> in like three coats and five blankets in Jamaica. It's like 90 degrees and she's like wrapped up and still freezing. The blankets aren't going to keep you warm. But they may give you a little shelter. I like my little cocoon when I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. uh, so being able to shut everything else out and go into a little cocoon and have a little softness there can really be helpful. You know, there's the whole thing about the eye shades and the playlist and all that. And if that's something that you feel like, uh, if you feel like your built-in eye shades, a.k.a. your eyelids, won't serve <laughs> you well enough and you want to have eye shades, then, you know, so be it. Uh, the thing about the playlist that I would strongly recommend is that you download a playlist if you have to have music, which I am not a fan of because we're trying to work on our own subconscious material. And if you're listening to music, then you are inundating yourself with someone else's subconscious material. So I know it sometimes gets a pushback from that, and I'm not saying you have to do it one way or the other, but that's just been my experience over the years. I want to heal myself, and I found that to be more easily accomplished without distractions, without input from others. Um, 
And also on that note, mm-hmm. when there's not music, um, like bombarding us, then again, <laughs> hey bud, <laughs> there, there, there's an opportunity in the mushroom space to become more aware of what we are surrounded by. Mm. And if you are in your home, uh, you will have the opportunity to become more aware of how the sound feels and it, the sound can help guide you the natural sound that's already existing. Like if you're feeling like cramped or cold or scared, well, if you didn't have music blasting, you might be led more likely to be led outside like into natural sounds or careful. Yeah. Right. We'll talk about that too. (laughs) But I mean, there's just that opportunity to be guided by what is, what you're with every Mm -hmm. single day, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the point here where Mm -hmm. like mushroom, the experience of the mushroom can, can be so wonderful experientially just in, in the experience. And, also, if we're going for like more longer term benefit, mm-hmm. then uh, there's lots of opportunities to be aware of our lifestyle. I could say so much on that, but I, I won't. Um, we'll save that for another day. But, you know, what you're also speaking to is opening up to synchronicity. The number of times that in sessions where I've been working with groups by myself, whatever, and you know, a neighbor's baby starts crying or something in Jamaica that was pretty common, you know, and mothers would talk about how powerful that was in their trip and how they felt themselves as this mother and it kind of served as a gateway into the divine feminine. Um, But there's just a whole heap of things that I could think about the last time I tripped and the fire crackling was just speaking to me there was information coming through those logs as they burned and transmuted into heat energy Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah so anyway if you want music good try to get music that doesn't have lyrics ideally have a playlist downloaded so you're not fucking with your phone there's no bigger distraction than a smartphone while you're tripping it's so hard to look at it's so easy to get wrapped up into just do everything you can to just set it and forget it. Put your phone on airplane mode. Just it does not need to be a factor unless you absolutely have to have music or unless you absolutely need to call someone. Now, let's touch on the outdoor thing. Uh, this is a conscious preparation. This is a material preparation. I because I love being outdoors when I'm dosing and sometimes I don't have that luxury living in a neighborhood where we are, you know, the last dose that I took, the sound of the children playing outside drew me to the window and the front door was open and I had to like, thankfully I was, you know, still in a frame of mind where I could shut the door and Eric, do not go outside, do not go outside. But I generally... I like, if I'm going to be tripping inside, then I want to close everything off to prevent that temptation from me being drawn outside unless I'm in a rural area where I can comfortably go outside and get weird, right? 
Um, so if you're tripping in town and around, you know, your neighbors, prepare yourself, kind of set up barriers to prevent you from going outside. If that's something that you feel like, and even if you don't feel like it might be a thing for many people, it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. And this is another helpful part about having somebody around mm-hmm. with you who's not, uh, who hasn't eaten mushrooms because say it would be really helpful for you to just go in your backyard. However, there's a possibility that the neighbors might be out there too. Um, it could, it could really be helpful to have somebody that could talk to the neighbors if they, even if somebody comes over or knocks on your door or something like just having that. In all honesty, one of the most important material preparations for most people is to have a trip sitter. We do not recommend tripping alone unless and until you are highly experienced. Mm-hmm. It, it, thinking back to a couple of folks who, you know, I always give the warning in the group scenario: five grams in a group of ten people is a very different ballgame than five grams by yourself. Much more prone to. Anxiety, fear, paranoia by yourself, not having that safety net looking around. Uh, And, you know, you hear me, even as very experienced, five grams two weeks ago, I wanted to go outside and ride, you know, play jumping jacks with the kids or whatever it was. was (laughs) They're having so much fun. I just, no, Eric, don't, do not go outside right now. And I've worked with people who didn't follow that advice and they ended up outside in their underwear and having the police called on them honestly so like you know really got to be mindful i strongly suggest that you always have someone in the same house at bare minimum who knows that you're dosing and can be there as a a buffer like courtney sand between the outside world or also as a prevention from you you know running down the street naked yeah and that's why we developed this a 101 space holding mini course because so many people, uh, so many of our members uh, want to have a mushroom experience. However, their spouse or person living with them does not have, they're not involved in our mushroom church community and they just don't really have a reference for this type of experience. And so that's a great thing. Like that'll soon be available if you're somebody who's like, I would love to eat mushrooms. However, I don't know anybody right now that I don't want to do it alone. However, like my spouse or roommate or whatever just does not have a clue about Mm. what to do Mm. with me. Um, They can opt into that course. So uh, yeah, one thing I just thought of, which maybe should have been number one, uh, clean your house, (laughs) clean your house. Is so it, and that's kind of back to the subconscious preparations mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. cleaning out physically, like your house, the room that you'll be in, your the bathroom, anywhere you'll be going during your mushroom communion within your space is an amazing preparation. Just like because as we're cleaning, we're telling ourselves usually, not always, but 
we're reinforcing like I'm doing a helpful thing for my space. I'm clearing, I'm cleaning it out. I'm clearing it out, getting rid of the old, bringing in the new, fresh air. There's all these store like this is a story that I'm being helpful mm-hmm. to my space. I'm a helpful person when we clean. So that's such a good preparation and just to get stuff out of the way to like as far as safety hazards. Hopefully if you're For cleaning, sure. you're kind of rejudging the space and moving toys from your kids out of the way. And <laughs> And shoes that have been laying around or whatever. Roll over on Legos. (laughs) Nobody wants to roll over on a Lego while they're tripping on mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Not the Lego. That's that's a very great point. The cleaning is is indeed uh, really important or valuable. Anyway, um, and you know, you mentioned hazards. Like that's something that I think we don't, um, I don't know how much we consider, you know, we wouldn't consider some things hazardous outside of the mushroom space that can become hazardous in the mushroom space, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Glasses, like, I mean, like, glass, drinking glasses. I like to have a, I know you had a mushroom trip where you were, like, no plastic, but uh, I like to have a plastic or a metal or something that's not going to break because odds are I'm going to be flopping around and I'm going to have my water there close to me and, like spilling water is one thing. Breaking a glass while tripping is an entirely yeah. different story. Um, fire candles. You know, I mentioned that I had a fire burning last time when I was um, tripping here in the house in our fireplace. And you know, I have a very long, close relationship with fire. Um, but even still, or, or maybe that's even more so why I was so acutely aware of the potential for fire to take off. You know, so while tripping, I just make sure there's nothing anywhere close to the fireplace that can in any way catch. If I have a candle, I make sure that candle is like up on a shelf or somewhere away from me rolling around or being close to it. It can burn for six hours and you forget that it's even there. Candles aren't, you know, I'm a little sketchy on a candle, especially if there's not a trip sitter there. Right. Yeah. It's it's these things that we really forget about until we're in the space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we think, my goodness, I just wish somebody could be here helping mm-hmm. me put this fire out right now. Whoa. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully I that's... just don't know how to put a fire out right now. Okay. <laughs> it's like the, the weird thing of people, I feel like in our culture, we're so like disconnected from this experience. We think now that it's trending, we think, oh, I need like a, people think I need a trip sitter or a guide to help me navigate the spirit realm. And like, really, like, while that can be very helpful mm. and I'm not like dismissing that at all, it can be so helpful, but just basically, most basically, just somebody to help you navigate the yeah. Material, material most world. material yeah. world needs that while you're in the spirit realm, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't start, really navigate start there. it. Start there, <laughs> yeah, start there. <laughs> Let's keep it basic. <laughs> and then, you know, outside of kind of the, the basics that we're talking about, it's really up to the individual. I feel like, you know, like maybe there's something that you feel like is a, a power item or a totem or some kind of token or something that you want to have with you but odds are that stuff's going to get minimal attention during the trip you know like Courtney was saying 
uh, a wonderful experience trip sitting with a member who you know had brought all these crystals and things out on a little altar and an hour and a half in she's just like chucking them over her shoulder and stuff and then <laughs> we're picking them up and putting them in our pockets you know to save them for later they're like <laughs> dodging the crystals she's throwing them <laughs> so i'm i'm really a minimalist in the trip space i think you know you take comfortable clothes you take your water i have tobacco with me that's the only other thing that i'm generally pretty pretty adamant about and even that you know take it or leave it but i really i do like tobacco is a very powerful plant uh and has some it has applications that we're generally not aware of and so i like to have it for those purposes um but less is more really you know i've seen people like pull these big backpacks with all the stuff that they're gonna need they got a candy bar and they've got their headphones and they've got their eye shades and they've got all stuff odds are you're gonna forget about all that a blanket a pillow comfortable clothes water mushrooms don't forget your mushrooms yeah you need the mushrooms don't forget the mushrooms <laughs> oh yeah which uh leads us to talk about the weighing of the mushrooms like if you want to weigh them mm -hmm. if uh, you're not very experienced uh having that like ready so yeah we can talk about that that's also well suited to sit within the direct experience itself um you know i think there's a couple of approaches and you can weigh them out obviously uh and um, oh, too far off on that right now. Also, what I like to do more often than not, last time I weighed five grams, I pulled out, dropped it on the scale. It was exactly five grams. Like, oh, that's my dose right there. But I personally like to let the mushrooms talk to me. I like to eat them until they say stop, basically. Uh, so using that internal guidance, your intuition, uh, I find a lot of value there because the number is not as important as we often make it out to be. Our willingness to give ourselves over to the experience is much more important. As it says it, it, it influences the intensity of the experience much more than the actual dose. Uh, but we can talk about that a little later. Yeah, yeah. More on that on the next episode. So I mean, that, that kind of wraps it up in terms of the material preparation um, you know, we, we mentioned having someone that we, you can call if, if you don't have someone that's um, directly there with you. Uh, if you're not familiar with Fireside, Fireside is a uh, free nonprofit public service that is basically like trip sitters on call uh, or on the phone. You can't call them to your house, but you can call the number. We'll link it. I think it's like, I think it's pretty much like 800 Fireside or something, um, but we'll link that in the show notes in case people want to have that for later. Uh, I've heard very good things. We actually have uh, at least one member of Sanctuary who's a volunteer for Fireside. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you'd get Jason on the other hand of your <laughs> call. Shout out, you Jason. <laughs> Big up, Jason. Um, but uh, yeah, that kind of wraps it up for me. Yeah. Is that is that it? It's It's really a lot easier, I think, than we make it out to be. And that's a big part of why we've have established this minister training is because we want people to be empowered of their own experience. I I didn't gain all of my experience through a $10,000 training class. I gained my experience through the experience. And that's what I feel like, especially something that is so confusing, so fleeting that you only remember, remember like 
snippets of that is different almost every single time, it's very difficult for someone to truly tell you how to prepare for or navigate that space. And so keep it simple. And that's what we're trying to do. It's what we've tried to do with sanctuaries, just kind of keep it simple and put the power in the people's hands because we don't believe that you need to be spending $5,000 on a psilocybin experience. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to, you can. You totally <laughs> yeah. can. Totally can. And there's some great opportunities out there, some great places out there that will, you know, create this, you know, kind of immersive experience. And there's no knocking that. But for most people who just want to feel better, they just want to feel more connected to themselves, to their spirit, to existence. It's not going to come in a five thousand dollar retreat. I've had this this couch right here yeah. has provided me with some. I agree. Incredible voyages right there on that floor. I mean, I went to ancient Egypt and met my ancestors, and mm-hmm. and again that going back to what came up talking about the music component when we're in our own homes having this experience, then. It's such a wonderful opportunity to like put some real love into mm, our home mm-hmm. and and feel feelings with a new perspective that we feel every day in our home and be reminded of that in the days following the weeks and months following the experience, you know, coming across a plant that we had a really special moment with Mm -hmm. uh, in the mushroom space and like having the opportunity to reflect on that and remember that and continue like revisiting that love with Mm -hmm. our space is really wonderful. And we didn't really touch on this. We talked about remember your mushrooms, but like if you have the ability uh, to cultivate your own sacrament uh, with some protection is a bonus but like that's another thing about um having this experience in your own home then if you can have your your own sacrament that you've lovingly cultivated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put energy into that's a whole other <laughs> level of oh, subconscious God, yeah. conscious sure. preparation um to and be to be had which is why we included that in the mm-hmm. <laughs> the myself minister program as a cultivation course because that can be so special um yeah for sure and also into integration in the experience like looking being with the mushrooms that you're growing while you're under the effects of the mushrooms that you're growing is so powerful i I want to um kind of like go to like level 301 i feel like this has been a pretty basic and I probably shouldn't jump too far ahead. Um, just throw it in your lap to see what you think. Because um, something that I try to be very intentional about going into my mushroom trips um, is is my energy. You can tell you about mush- the energy of the mushrooms and the energy of the plants and all that. Um, and so... Maybe I think this is probably more for a, a deep dive conversation on this topic um, because there is some really valuable historical information that we have. There is modern 
practice and information that we have and personal experience that I could share uh, that has really helped me to understand how nurturing, protecting, expanding, cultivating my energetic field going into an experience has a massive, massive impact on the nature, on the outcome. Uh, so I don't know. I think there's a I lot there. I think that there. is 301 yeah. level. Yeah, because um, yeah, I want... I'm 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 wondering who might uh, come across this video if you're listening to this or watching it like on YouTube or somewhere you can comment like that would be helpful for us to know uh, what kind of what level of experience you have in the mushroom space because there is so much like there there's just so much practice to be had I don't I don't want to overwhelm somebody or mm-hmm. help yeah have anyone think this this is unattainable for me because right. I'm so far off from yeah. uh, like adding energy work yeah. or like qigong or whatever into my into my practice as well. So just like these are the most basic things and um you know through programs that we're offering with sanctuary and these podcast episodes like we can We'll dive, we dive deeper into those topics if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions to add to the list of preparations, or maybe there's some things that you do that you would like to share with our audience as well, particularly on YouTube, you can leave comments or on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have found value in this episode and we wish you a wonderful journey whenever it next happens. Mm-hmm.